away my trouble, wash away my fear. I'm on the road to Shambhala. <laughs> Not really. I am on the road to Taco Tal. <laughs> this is the road that uh, goes in between. Actually, uh, this is where I live over there on the left is Echo Villa. And uh, over here on the right is Alegria Village. Uh, a couple of uh, permaculture communities down here. And, yep, uh, Taco Tal is another community that's... Uh, actually up up behind me but it's too noisy down by the river it's too loud this is the rainy season down here everything has gotten soaking wet and the river has turned into a, a mud milk chocolate and you can see this road had to be replowed out it's just whoosh, mother nature mother nature speaking of nature we have the sign of natural law Sagittarius that's where the moon is today and she is moving, getting fuller and fuller. I don't know if you've seen her out there at night, but she's getting pretty bright. She's going to move into Capricorn. And we are going to have a full moon at 3 degrees, 28 minutes of Capricorn tomorrow. Powerful symbolism there. Because the moon is opposite the sun for a full moon. And we also have today Venus in opposition to Pluto. And next week, we have Mars coming up into an opposition with Saturn. So we want to talk a little bit about the opposition uh, aspect uh, within the chart with all of these oppositions happening. <laughs> right? <laughs> Figure it out. Anyway, after Venus uh, conjuncts, uh, I mean, opposes Pluto, uh, she is going to go into Leo on Saturday. And... Uh, Get closer and closer to Mars, like the whole month of July. Venus is chasing after Mars, <laughs> and she catches them <laughs> later on. So we've got a Venus and Mars, you know, in Leo for uh, you know the month of July. It's going to be you know uh, very uh, very much about the heart space, love and relationship, and it's uh, kind of starting out now a little bit with that Venus opposite Pluto. I'm going to talk more about that, but. The other big important thing really for me is that uh, Neptune is stationing at the 24th degree of Pisces and is there really for like two months, okay, at that very same degree, slowing down, staying still, moving on, really uh, came into that degree in uh, May 30th and is not going to leave it going retrograde backwards until July 23rd and then and then he's really only going back to like 23 degrees I mean 20 degrees he's only going back three degrees from 23 24 back down to 20 so this is usually just a tiny little creek here uh, that I thought I would sit at and talk to you but it is pretty darn noisy down that way. Let me go up here, look at the camera, and talk at you some more. Alright everybody. Sometimes I spend more time setting up than actually doing the Pele report. <laughs> I got this camera mounted on a branch that I moved over and I'm sitting on a rock and I think I'm on the top of an anthill. <laughs> so I don't know how long this is going to be. I got to jump right in. And it's amazing 
As Above, So Below. It's actually one of the songs uh, by Eli that uh, I want to link to down in the notes. Check it out. Uh, great, great song. And this As Above, So Below, the magic of astrology, the connectedness of the entire universe is phenomenal. And you might say, what does Neptune turning retrograde in Pisces have to do with Venus opposite, you know, Pluto? in Cancer Capricorn and Mars coming into an opposition with Saturn. I, what? And the Sun in Cancer and the full, I mean, how does all this make sense or come together? And it does! <laughs> That's the amazing thing! There's kind of like, you know, these singular energetic messages coming through at different times you know, and of course, in different ways to each one of us, depending on your natal birth chart. Number one, if you've got stuff at 12, 13 degrees of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius, this Mars coming in, you're, I mean, I'm feeling it now, okay? I mean, it's not until a week from tomorrow, but it's building the pressure, the pressure. <laughs> so, but what I, you know, I'm going to start out here with the Sabian symbol for the 24th degree of Pisces because this is where Neptune, god of the oceans, of unity, of oneness, of unconditional spiritual love, is sitting for two months transmitting this particular energy. What is this energy, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> On a small island surrounded by the vast expanse of the sea, people are seen living in close interaction. I guess no social distancing there on, on the old island. <laughs> he wrote this before BC, you know. The keynote is the need to consciously accept one's own personal limitations in order to concentrate one's energies and to live a centered and fulfilled life. Centered, right? We'll talk about the oppositions are like teeter-totters where you can go up and down, back and forth, but the idea is closer you get to the center of those polarities, the better off you are, right? He's saying the same thing. Let me read a bit more about what Dane Ridger says. Every individualized person is a small island in the vast ocean of mankind. The ego fulfills a necessary function. Don't kill your ego. Okay, I'm going to stop interrupting. <laughs> As it sets boundaries and gives a specific character to the consciousness. Within these boundaries, a complex interplay, linking and integrating the various aspects of the personal life can operate constructively. In time, these ego boundaries can not only expand, but can become a zone of intense interchange between the inner and the outer, between the individual and the community, between 
mankind, and the universe. This symbol tells us that the first duty of any man or woman is to be truly what he or she is as an individual. But this individual has a particular dharma, i.e. a place and function in a vaster whole. The island's inhabitants get subsistence from the sea, and in time, learn to navigate this sea and interact with other islanders, and all eventually will come to realize their oneness within the whole earth, which includes everything. So, this is very, very powerful. I want to speak to, first of all, how it relates to this Venus. Well, obviously, the sun in Cancer is the island. It's our home, okay? It's our heart. It's our roots, family, a sense of belonging, emotional self-security. And then Venus in Cancer comes into this opposition with Pluto. And let's just understand Venus. Venus rules both Taurus and Libra. It has a dual nature. It is how the soul connects to the body. It's a very powerful symbol of our relationship to ourself. And as it is the ruler of Taurus, it says, I need to be me. I am who I am. And I need to be self-sufficient. I need to meet my own needs within myself. And then I can successfully pull off a Libra, ruled by Venus, relationship. Now when Venus comes into connection with Pluto, whether it's in your natal chart or it's, you know, it's in opposition for everybody right now, okay? Pluto is this unconscious, soul, passionate, kundalini, sexual life force that is rather obsessive compulsive. When it comes into this contact with Venus, there is this desire for intimate relationship and union that is springing up and it creates a dilemma because the one side says I need to be self-sufficient before I can do relationship but the other side says I want relationship now <laughs> and so there is this you know maybe a little bit of a tug of war that we may be feeling now and especially because that uh, Venus was conjunct, okay, it actually came into conjunction with Pluto in late January. So some of the, you know, the seed or the relationship or the issues or the money or the need to be self-sufficient or whatever at the end of January now comes around to this opposition. 
And this opposition aspect is it's time. You've done half the cycle. Half the cycle is inward development. The second half of the cycle is exteriorization, externalization of my purpose, my identity, my dharma. Yeah? So this is time for a big change in our relationships. Now we come into the full moon, which wants security, the sun in Cancer, and the moon in Capricorn, and Pluto in Capricorn. This is Cancer Capricorn, I've said it before, is the security axis. Physical, financial, and emotional. But we want security. And we can, like a Cancer crab, grab on. There can be jealousy, possessiveness, manipulation, exploitation. I need you. That's why what? The song today is Layla. <laughs> Layla, you got me on my knees. I beg you, darling, please. Layla. Like, it's like, you know, this is Venus Pluto. I need you to fulfill me, to complete me, to make me happy. And it's just like, that's a universal no-no. <laughs> and that's why Pluto also, as the ruler of Scorpio, has to do with loss, betrayal, and abandonment. Things that we lose ourselves in or we need too badly or we're, we're not centered within ourselves need to go away. And the unconscious has them go away. And we are back on our island. We are back in our center. We need to do our own inner work. See how this works? This is just how our own unconscious, which Pluto is the soul, and it's unconscious. And it's tied into, it's like our consciousness is the roots and the collective unconscious Neptune and Pisces, it's like our roots go into this collective unconscious. So we have our individual separate ego identity, but it does at one point merge into unity with all creation, the vast ocean that surrounds the island, you see? So what we've got here is a situation of boundaries which of course brings in Saturn, the ruler of Capricorn, which is up there in Aquarius, and Mars is going to oppose. And it's of course, square Uranus all year. And all I can say is, you know, uh, it's a conspiracy. The universe is conspiring for each and every one of us to individualize and develop and evolve our own unique gift to give back to the universe. All life is just God realizing itself through each one of us in a new way. We are the expanding universe, baby. <laughs> Ow! So just like mom and dad have boundaries, you stay in your crib until you can, you know, walk without falling out, you know. And then you stay in the house 
okay, until, you know, you're old enough to go outside. And then you don't run out in the street. You stay in your yard, you know, and, and then when you're older, you can cross the street. And, and then when you're 18 or 21, you can vote and drink and drive. We've got many rites of passage. And they don't just stop at 21. <laughs> 38, 42, 51, 58, all through life. We are ready as a, as a result of time and boundaries and inner work to expand our horizons, expand our influence, because it's coming from this creative place of self. So we need these boundaries until we are really mature enough, wise enough, you know, ready enough, and not needing, longing, afraid, insecure, grabbing, but rather just creatively expressing our truth that we've discovered within, right? On the other hand, we can also see that what? You know, if you put a plant in a pot, it's only going to grow so big. It gets root bound, right? So this is the other side of that spectrum. If we have too many boundaries and we put out you know, too many walls and we protect and contain and resist relationship, interaction, intimacy, power through transformation, then we are also limiting and we're going to stay on that island and we're never going to navigate the sea and we're never going to meet the other islanders and we're never going to really truly fulfill our whole dharma thing. You see what I'm saying? So I want to kind of wrap this back all up to this Neptune in Pisces because this is, it's kind of this theme I've been working on through a number of Pele reports, right? The victim, perpetrator, and how it's our own unconscious that brings on, you know, very many, you know, falling in love, breaking up, coming in, going out, being, you know, locked up, being released, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. But it comes back to this whole idea of faith and trust that my personal unconscious is connected to divine intelligence and that divine intelligence is communicating with my personal unconscious and my personal unconscious is working in every single way to wake me up, to take away what I'm lost in and to bring me what I need at the special time of my life that I need it or need to get rid of it. And so that is the basis for the mantra for today, that my unconscious is the potter and I'm just a lump of clay. 
I'm really to be a chalice, but the, but the potter is going to mold me and shape me into that beautiful chalice and maybe add some jewels around the rim and, you know, and paint me and, and make me my own unique chalice. And that potter is my spirit soul working as my unconscious, but also in one with the collective unconscious. What does the world need now? Love, sweet love. <laughs> but you know, you know what you know what do, you know what do people need now? What do my kids need now? What do my friends need now? What do, you know? So there's this. It's a conspiracy to just like have me bring what the world needs, and I do that by discovering my inner gift first, and then pouring it out. See what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> okay, so my consciousness is the potter shaping and molding me, adding to and taking away until I'm all I can be. I love this mantra, man. It's so great. It's so great. Before I let you go, I want to do a little advertising. I got this course coming up. What will happen when? If you enjoy the Pele Report and you want to learn astrology, okay? Wow, there's a huge caterpillar crawling right up my leg, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to freak out. <laughs> He's okay. Uh, as above, so below. As without, so within. The, 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 the chart is a map of your unconscious, which is shaping you, your ego. If your ego reads the unconscious, it can cooperate. And the more astrology you know and the more you know your chart, okay, the less resistance you may have. It can, it can really build your faith as well as your intuition as well as, you know, your whole life. So I'm doing this course July 9, 10, and 11, and it's part of, uh, I'm also working on a certification program where I'll be working with people one-on-one -on -one to uh, certify them as new paradigm astrologers. Yes, indeed. It could be you. <laughs> well, this What Will Happen When is part of that certification program so if you're interested in you know becoming a, an NPA astrologer you know uh, you, you want to jump in on this course that's happening and um, and then work with me and we'll work together and uh, yeah really uh, go all the way to the stars all the way to the stars and get to know the potter get to know the potter <laughs> yeah. My unconscious is the potter, <laughs> shaping and molding me, adding to and taking away until I'm all I can be. May you 
enjoy the wheel. Namaste. Aloha. So much love.